looking down the aisle can be one of the most enjoyable experiences ever. But it begins way before the Big Bash. There's plenty to ponder, from popping the question to planning the party, even if you're simply eloping. Pop the rings in your pocket, because I can hear wedding bells in the background. Slip on your smart suits and glamorous gowns as we take a gander at the time-honored tradition of weddings on this week's episode of FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. You got it. Hello, 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 and welcome to another exciting edition, a festive edition of FYI. I'm glad you guys could make it to the party. Me alegro que podíais asistir. This is another way of saying to attend. And you guys RSVP'd. What? You RSVP'd. Confirmasteis asistencia. And this comes from a French word. Respondez, s'il vous plaît. So, did you guys RSVP? I'm expecting you here at our wedding bash. And we looked at the word bash in the intro. A bash is un fieston. Let's start by taking a look at the intro because there's tons of vocabulary to be discovered just at the beginning. And never mind the rest of the show. We're going to have tons of fun. Oh, and by the way, this wedding is open bar. Es barra libre. So drink up. I started off the intro by saying, walking down the aisle can be one of the most enjoyable experiences ever. Now, to walk down the aisle means to get married. But you can literally walk down an aisle at your supermarket. But obviously, context is everything. Just be careful with the pronunciation. It's not Eisel, it's aisle. And I always remind my students that pasillo en el avión, you say aisle. When they ask you if you want a window seat or an aisle, just remember this sentence. I'll have an aisle seat, please. Hey, these tricks help if you want to remember this word when you need it. Aisle. And I think the word is very known. The problem there is the pronunciation. It's got that silent S in there. We love our silent letters in English. And the word enjoyable. Enjoyable. I think that word is enjoyable to say. But remember, guys, before we walk down the aisle, before the big day, as we call it, before we tie the knot, this is another way to say to get married, to atar el nudo. There's a lot that goes into it. There's plenty to ponder. And to ponder is to think about. I said there's plenty to ponder. And plenty is muchísimo. From popping the question, and to pop the question is 
to propose to someone. It's usually one of the steps before you get married. And then once you propose, once you pop the question, you have to plan the party. And then I said, even if you're simply eloping, are you familiar with the word elope? To elope is to get married kind of on the run, fugarse. It means like you didn't do it with any permission. It was kind of spur of the moment. And spur of the moment is sin pensarlo mucho. And we call that eloping. The verb is to elope. I think of people going to Las Vegas when they elope. But as I said, even if you're eloping, there's stuff to plan. Then I said, pop the rings in your pocket and pop it in your pockets. Mételo en el bolsillo. And the rings are obviously a very important part of the wedding. How many times have we seen in Hollywood movies where the guy, the groom, el novio, looks over at his best man and said, where are the rings? And the best man starts touching his pockets and he's like, oh no, I've seen that scene a million times. And then I said, I can hear wedding bells. Esto es una expresión cuando hay gente enamorada. We say, do I hear wedding bells? Oigo campanas de casamiento, de, de matrimonio, in the background. And in the background is en el fondo. And then I said, slip on. Now, I know you know to put on, ponerse algo, but to slip something on is otra forma de decirlo. I said, slip on your smart suits. And smart, ¿cómo puede ser listo? Is it like connected to the internet or something? No. In British English, we use it in American English, but not as much. To look smart means to look good, to be well-dressed. So slip on your smart suits and your glamorous gowns. And a gown is really a fancy dress, uh, a dress that you would wear to a wedding or an event like this. As we take a gander, and to take a gander is another way of saying to take a look at the time-honored tradition, time-honored meaning it's been going on for ages, siglos, the time-honored tradition of weddings. Now, the first thing I want to say here regarding the word weddings is that a lot of my students write weedings. So what does that mean? That they double up on the E instead of the D, when really it's wedding with two Ds. Weeding is quitando las malas hierbas. You don't want to make that mistake, guys. It comes from the word to wed, W-E-D. And we're going to look at all the words associated with weddings a little bit later on. But let's define a wedding. I think it's a good way to, because even me, I've been to a million weddings. But how do I simplify it in a couple of sentences? Well, thank you, Wikipedia, for doing it for me. According to Wikipedia, a wedding is a ceremony where two people are united in marriage. Let's pronounce that word together. Marriage. No se pronuncia age, sino idge. Marriage. Wedding traditions and customs vary greatly between cultures, ethnic groups, religions, 
countries, and social classes. And we're going to look at some of the American traditions and customs, and we'll look at some of the weirdest ones in the world. We'll do that in the bonus episode. And just a quick reminder, you guys can get a bonus episode every week. So if this is the 90th episode, I think it's the 92nd, but for simplicity, it's the 90th episode. Well, if you're a patron, it's the 180th episode. So if you want to get a bonus episode every week, or you want to get the PDF documents that have all the vocabulary we look at, and you want to join me in our weekly review class or our monthly master class, take a look at my Patreon. We are having a great time. I am so honored to have such a great group of students who not only are doing a wonderful job with their English, but they're encouraging each other, alentando uno al otro. So if you want to join our curious community of amazing people, really, I mean that from the bottom of my heart, you can go over to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso and find out about all the different options. There are so many options. Well, not really. There are four options, but let me know if you have any questions. You can get all the information at patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso, or if you're following me on social media, you can find all that info there. And I want to send a shout out to all my patrons, especially my super duper students, Javier, Roberto, David, Jose Maria, Mila, Alex, Patricio, and Edgar. And don't forget about my interstellar students, Isa, Paco, Diego, and Carmen. If you guys want to find out more or get some free samples, contact me. I'd love to give you a sample and show you what you're missing out on. We're having tons of fun. But let's get back into the episode now because we have a lot of stuff to talk about. So, as I said, we're going to look at some customs, some traditions, but let's continue with the definition. There's more. They say most wedding ceremonies involve, involucran, an exchange, un intercambio, of marriage vows. I think the words you say are votos, right? These vows. I promise to do this. Promesas, maybe? It's like another way of saying promise. Ahora, ojito con esa palabra que no es promise, sino promise. These are vows. We don't call them promises, but they are the same thing. Just in the case of a wedding, we say vows. And I'll tell you a really funny story later about Richard Vaughn at my wedding with the word vows. It's really, really funny. And I'm going to tell you more about that a little bit later on. And we're going to look at some typical vows that we say through sickness and in health. You know, all those ones that are, as I said, we've seen a million times, even before we got married or before we were at any weddings, thanks to Hollywood. So it's an exchange of marriage vows by a couple, una pareja. And remember, 
a couple es la pareja, los dos. Nunca decimos my couple. We would say my partner, my significant other, my soulmate. I love the one you guys say, mi media naranja. So they exchange marriage vows by a couple, a presentation of a gift, an offering, rings, symbolic items, flowers, money, clothing, and a public proclamation of marriage, usually by an authority figure, sometimes a priest, sometimes a judge, if you go to the justice of the peace, and we'll talk about all the different kinds of weddings as well. And then they say special wedding garments are often worn, and garments are types of clothing. And the ceremony is sometimes followed by a wedding reception. What do you mean sometimes followed? If you invite me to the church part, to the ceremony, and you don't invite me to the reception, or there is no reception, I ain't going. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Count me out. And then it says, this is the end of the definition, but it's cool because it covers a lot of different angles. It says music, poetry, prayers, or readings from religious texts or literature are also commonly incorporated into the ceremony, as well as superstitious customs. And we'll talk about some of those, like the coins thing. I've seen you guys in Spain use coins at a wedding as part of a some kind of superstitious tradition or custom. And we'll talk about some of the different ones around the world. And <laughs> the coins are pretty normal. Breaking a glass, that's pretty normal when you hear the ones we're going to look at. And other ways to say to get married well you can say to wed you can say to marry so that's pretty crazy you can say i'm marrying next month or i'm getting married ahora te digo to get married is mucho más común to get married to tie the knot as we saw before to get hitched that's another one too it's more slang to get hitched. I heard you're getting hitched next summer. And the reason I did this episode is, well, I have like three weddings in my calendar. It's wedding season, folks. So I figured we could take a look at some of the key vocabulary and some of the history. And one of my favorite kinds of weddings, and it's not because I like the idea, but I love the name. It's a shotgun wedding. That's right. A shotgun wedding. I think you say boda de penalti. And you can imagine who's holding the shotgun. That's right. It's the bride's father. <laughs> shotgun wedding. You got to love those funny idiomatic expressions. So let's take a look at the history. Or as I said before, let's take a gander. The first recorded evidence of marriage ceremonies uniting two people dates from are you ready for this 2350 bc that's right before christ and this was in mesopotamia makes sense many firsts come from this region and then over the next 
hundred years, several hundred years, severalis barrios, marriage evolved and it became what it is today, a widespread institution, no? difundido por todas partes. And it was embraced by many cultures, no? acogido, embraced by many cultures. The ancient Hebrews, the Greeks, the Romans, and obviously we know that spread to the rest of the world. And the main purpose of marriage, early on at least, was not because you loved somebody, you fell in love with them, you know, head over heels, como decimos, super enamorado. Hay una canción, I think it's Tears for Fears. Something happens and I'm head over heels. Head over heels. Totalmente enamorado. No, 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 no. Early on, it was to form an alliance. Well, think about royal families. What do they do? They marry their sons and daughters off. To marry them off is kind of uh, arrange their marriage. And they do that for economic reasons, political reasons, you know, uh, to, to keep their power. I don't know. But we've even seen that there's incest. That's right. Even in, in royal families, we've seen, you know, royals marry their cousins. Okay, second cousins. But... There are a lot of different mates out there. Why do you have to marry somebody from your family? But if it's strategic, then I guess it makes sense. And we know even to this day, sadly, there are many marriages that are arranged. My family from Almeria, if I had listened to them, I would have been married seven times to all of my aunt's friends. It's absurd. So I disagree with that if you haven't figured that out yet. I think that both people who are getting married should have say in the matter. And to have say is tener voz o tener voto. So we've looked at the history a little bit. Let's talk about planning a wedding because you're not just planning the wedding. There's so much stuff before it and after it. I mean, we can't forget about the honeymoon, but let's go in order because I know myself. I'll get ahead of myself and it always happens. So the first thing you do is obviously fall in love. You fall in love with somebody and you decide, you know what? I could spend the, the rest of my life with this person. And remember, people change, right? And we're going to talk about divorce, too. Of course, in the bonus episode, we're going to talk about the dark side as well. The divorce rate has skyrocketed in the last decades. And to skyrocket is subir rapidísimo. Bueno, piénsalo. A rocket es un cohete, ¿no? So to skyrocket. But let's go in order here. So you fall in love and then you decide, okay, I want to be with this person for the rest of my life. I could picture myself having kids, starting a family, you know, growing old together. I mean, that's that's step one. And then I think both of you have to decide that. This is what I always say when it comes to popping the question or getting down on one knee, como lo decimos. That shouldn't be a surprise. The where, the how, leave that as the surprise. But I think it's something that the couple should have discussed beforehand. You know, it's some, maybe that person doesn't want to get married. And then there you are at a major sporting event. How many times have you seen these videos where somebody proposes, they pop the question at a Knicks game, and the person says, no, 
<laughs> oh man, they, they they don't accept it. That must be uh, tr- very very traumatic to say the least. But let's just say that she says yes. Well, congratulations. You guys are engaged. You have a fiance now. And that word sounds fancy. My fancy fiance. (laughs) That's right. Congratulations on your engagement. Now, in the United States, they have engagement parties. I decided let's just have a wedding. And in the end, I had three weddings. And we'll talk about that, as I said, a little bit later on. Now we're ready to move on to the next board, to the next level. (laughs) This is like a video game. Now comes the planning stages. You've decided you want to proclaim your love and you want to do it in front of all your family and friends and you want to throw a party. Sounds like fun. Okay, it can be, but (laughs) there are some couples who never make it past this this very critical phase. This is the first time you guys have to plan something together. So there's finances involved, and uh, this can be a, a really tough time for couples. I think it's almost like the first test. So what do you do? Well, you gotta do a lot of things. You gotta decide who's coming, who's invited, who's not invited. Then you gotta make invitations, or you gotta order them. I mean, there's so many options out there. I'll just go over some of the key ones. You gotta send them out in time because then, as we said before, people have to RSVP by a certain date. Your guests, I mean, you wanna know how many guests are coming because you gotta let the catering people know. And that's a word you guys use. You say catering, we say catering. Plus, if your family's coming from another part of the world, well, you'll have to think about travel arrangements, hotels, uh, the tables. Oh, I can't seat Uncle Gene with Aunt uh, Chris because they don't get along. And what about the photographer and the flowers? And oh my God, there's so much to think about. But my wife and I I don't think we had one argument, well, my fiancé at that time. And I think the reason we didn't have any arguments was any time that we had to make a decision, we thought about the guests. We thought about the guests, the people that we love, our family, our friends. What would be the best decision for them? You know, what would be the, oh, should we send a bus from Chamartino? Oh, yeah, that would be very comfortable. Well, then we're going to do that. Then that's worth it for us. And you know what everybody said? It's one of the greatest weddings they ever attended. And I think if you guys think about, okay, your love, my wife and I said, we don't really need a wedding. It's a very expensive thing, you know? It's a huge expense. The word expense is gasto. But we decided let's throw a party and bring all our family and friends together. And we knew from the beginning that we didn't have a need to have a party, but we decided what a, what a, a great excuse to get everybody together. And well, it worked. We had three parties, as I said, one in the United States, one in Spain. And I guess, do you count the one when you went to the justice of the peace? Well, yeah, in neither of our weddings did we really get married. Okay, we had a ceremony, we cut the cake, we did all that stuff, but technically we weren't married officially. But when we got married officially, we, we did that on purpose strategically because here in Spain, you get some days off, unos días libres. So we planned it accordingly so we could organize our honeymoon, which was not 
right after our wedding. Again, I'll explain everything a little bit later, but we made it. Diana and I made it through the planning phase. And next, well, you're getting closer to the wedding, but you've got other things to celebrate. You got to celebrate the end of being single. And that's where we get together with our friends and we have a bachelor party or a bachelorette party, right? This is the calm before the storm. In British English, they call it a hen party for the ladies and a stag party for the guys. Although I've seen these now, they're pretty unisex. Uh, I've seen ones where the guys and the gals are invited. I guess it just depends on how crazy your plans are. Mine was pretty light because I told my brother-in-law, my friends, listen, I don't want any, you know, I don't want to go too crazy here. I want to have a good time, but I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, uh, what, how am I trying to say this? I don't want to support certain industries. Do you catch my drift? I don't mind getting drunk and dancing and going to a place where there's strippers. You know, because, okay, it's part of it, and fine. And and you know what? I was doing that more for them. Of course, I, I had fun, but, you know, strippers, I don't know. It's not my style. I Don't get me wrong. I was looking. <laughs> but, you know, I would have been fine with, you know, going somewhere, snowboarding. I, you know, I'm, I'm easy. I'm an easy guy to please. But I heard that there was some serious drama in the WhatsApp group. We ended up going to Benidorm. The great thing is, it was all a surprise. I had no idea. And I had tons of fun and it was crazy without like being too crazy where I regret doing anything that I don't want to do. You catch my drift? Okay, good. Well, we made it past the next level. I'm telling you, this is a video game. And we made it past the bachelor party. And now it's time for the big day. That's right. And it's time to exchange vows. And to exchange vows, as I said before, funny little story with that. My good friend Alvaro Quesada married us. And he did the ceremony in English and in Spanish. And so he said, it's time to exchange the bows. And I saw Richard Vaughn's face. I mean, literally, he did a double take. He was like, what, what, did you just say bows? And a bow, and or to bow is hacer reverencia. Y la palabra que quiso decir is vow. And Richard Vaughn went up and corrected him. <laughs> I was like, oh no, this is going to turn into a, a Vaughn class. Tell Alberto to ask Diana if she takes him for better or worse. <laughs> oh man, crazy stuff, crazy stuff. But it was a funny anecdote. Richard Vaughn was, was uh, he was the star. I wouldn't say the star. My, my wife was the real star. But Richard Vaughn had that moment I mean, I thought he was going to smack Alvaro. Pensaba que le iba a dar en todo. Like, ¿cómo que vows? <laughs> Let's take a look at some very common vows. Again, these are kind of as unique as everybody who gets married. You can write your own vows. You can get ideas on the internet. But usually it's I, Alberto, take you, Diana, to be my lawfully wedded wife or husband to have and to hold from this day forward for better or for worse for richer for poorer in sickness and in health until death do us part 
I will love and honor you all the days of my life. And then he says, do you take Diana? And this is where I say, I do. I do as si quiero. And usually this is where they say, speak now or forever hold your peace. These are pretty common. I've seen these in Spanish weddings and I've seen them in English weddings. But guys, I gotta tell you something. We've got so much to do, but we're gonna do that in the bonus episode. That's right, we're gonna go to the reception, the best part, and as I said, it's open bar, and we're gonna take a look at some typical wedding vocabulary. I'll tell you a little bit about my wedding. We'll talk about the dark side as well. Some funny stats, the shortest marriage ever and of course we're going to learn tons of vocabulary so i sure hope you'll join us in the bonus episode of f y i